Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives, hosted by Reverend Otley Holmes, Senior Pastor of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church in Mesa, Arizona, where our vision is touching hearts and changing lives by the power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God. Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. This is Pastor Holmes, your radio host. And I know my audience might say, he says this every week, but it is my privilege and my pleasure to be back amongst my listening audience once again as we study together the Word of God. I think that our lives become transformed the more we stay into the Word of God and the more the Word of God gets into our hearts. Amen. David said, let us hide our, uh, your Word in within our hearts that we might not sin against thee. But before we begin our study, as always, let us open with a word of prayer. Father God, we come before your presence thanking you from the bottom of our hearts for all that you do for us. Lord, we pray now that your Holy Spirit will become our teacher to open our hearts and minds to understand the depth of your word, that we might be more conformed to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. We ask this all in Jesus' name and for his name's sake, amen. Well, you know, we have been in an extended study of the book of Acts, and we're in chapter 17, and I'm going to go back through uh, 17 for some points, and we're just going to keep marching forward, amen. And I want to look uh, back a little bit. We know that the Apostle Paul now has been uh, debating, if you will, with two uh, philosophical groups, the Stoics and the Epicureans. And so he's beginning to tell them the things about God. And, and he says, I, I noticed that you guys are superstitious. That's in verse 22. Paul says, then the word says, then Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, ye men of Athens, I perceive that in all things ye are too superstitious. And then he starts to tell them about the things of God. So let's pick this up about verse 26 now. And he says, and hath made one blood of all nations of men for to dwell on the face of the earth and hath determined the times before appointed and the bounds of their habitation. Now, God is the one who controls all things. He is, Paul right now is talking mainly about the sovereignty of God. And, and I really believe that sometimes we may forget about the fullness of the sovereignty of God. The one mysterious thing, if I might be able to use that term for a moment, the one mysterious thing about God is God allows us to have free choice. He does not dictate our choices. We are, we are created with free will. So therefore, God still can con, uh, conduct and direct history according to his plan and yet not violate our free will. Now, that's amazing to me. That's a mystery to me. And I guess because we don't have the mind of God, we can't fully understand that. But God does establish the bounds, that is, the how far nations can go and how far men can go. And I'm talking about mankind now. And God has created a, a purpose for men and, and that they might know him. And we are to become the glory of God. Amen. And so Paul is beginning to now open this theme to them, if you will. Verse 27, that, that they should seek the Lord, if happily they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. God is never far from us, even when we don't know the Lord. His promise to those who have a relationship with him, I will never leave you nor forsake you. But God is never far from us. For those who are seeking the Lord, the Lord is standing by. Amen. So we must always remember that. So 
Paul is, is, is just rehearsing these things and it is the way of having a relationship. It's a way of understanding that God is a real person. He's not some philosophical bent. He's not a superstition. He's not a, 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 a religious crutch to lean on. He's a real person wanting to have a real viable relationship with us. So verse 20 says, for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also of your own poets have said, for we are also of his offspring. Now, uh, the Preacher Sermon Outline Bible alludes to the fact that Paul was making mention of their own poet. This was a Grecian poet, uh, Aratus, about uh, B.C. 270. He, he made a, uh, a forceful point. If man is the offspring of God, then idols are less than man. He also said, if man is the offspring of God, then something created by man is less than God. And I believe that comes with some wisdom behind that, because if God is the creator of all things, then anything that's created by man has got to be less than God. Amen? And so we find now that Paul is just beginning to bring these things to light. Because remember, when we went earlier into chapter 17, he noticed that they had idols all over the place in Athens. There was a, They were just covered with idols. Everywhere you looked, there was an idol. But they had the idol to the unknown God. They were trying to make sure that they covered all their bases. So now Paul, in reality, is beginning to explain to them who this unknown God, who they really didn't know, but just were trying to cover the bases. He's introducing this unknown God as the only true God. So let's go a little further. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent. God saying enough is enough, if you will, that the truth of his existence can be seen wherever we go. In fact, when we look at the, the first chapter of the Romans, and that may be the next book we go into, but when we look at that, man is without excuse. And, and, and the Bible says it's a fool that says within their own heart there is no God. When we look at the birth of a baby, when we look at a snowflake, when we look at the human hand, when we look at how our bodies are made up, when we look at the intricacies of the entire universe, how it all affects one another and how it's all tied together, that is a wonderful sight and understanding to know that there is a God. How in the world could this whole entire universe come off as being an accident, the Big Bang Theory, that stuff was out in outer space and collided together and we are the results of this collision? How can a one-cell amoeba decide to multiply and, 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 and pan off into other beings and other creatures and all of a sudden out of this... Uh, uh, slime we get mankind i, I can't grab that i, I just it, it takes more faith to believe that than to take the account the biblical account account of creation we know that god has created all things and for that we ought to just say amen because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Now we know for a fact that this is none other than Jesus Christ that, that Paul is really talking about here. He said there's coming a day, there's an appointed time that God is going to say, let me use my phrase again, enough is enough. And he is going to judge the world in righteousness. And when he judges the world in righteousness, only those who will be able to stand are those who have a right relationship through Jesus Christ. 
and Jesus Christ is going to be the righteous judge. And he says we have this assurance that it is Jesus because it is God that had raised Jesus from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked and others said, we will hear thee again of this matter. So isn't it so that when we try to tell the truth about the Lord Jesus Christ, there are some who will believe, but there are also those who will mock. And we should never be discouraged by those who mock the truth of God because we know, unfortunately, that that will and does happen. He says, verse 34, Howbeit certain men clave unto him and believed among them, which is Dionysus, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. And that actually brings to a close uh, chapter 17, but we find now that there, there were some prominent citizens, if you will, that turned their hearts from idols unto God. And my brothers and sisters in Christ, you know, when we really stop to think about it, that's our job as Christians today is to turn people from idols. And now you might be saying, well, I don't know too many people that have little statues on the wall that they're bowing down to, but we do have idols in our lives. We have the idols of our jobs. We have the idols of our cars, our homes. And isn't it strange that in this economic tsunami that's going on right now, those who worship those types of idolic things, they are having some hard issues to deal with. Now, it's never uh, uh, good when somebody has to lose the home they live in. But you know what? For many out there, those homes have become their gods. And so therefore, sometimes I believe within my heart that God is just shaking things up. He's allowing these things to transpire that our hearts might be turned back towards him. And when we look at the Old Testament, we look at his relationship that he had with the nation of Israel, who was his chosen people. When they disobeyed God, when they drifted from God, God's mindset was that he would allow pagan nations to come up, beat up on them. And what happened when they repented, then God would bring them back and restore them. And I believe with all my heart that that's what God is trying to get first the United States to lead off and then the other nations around the world to let them know he is the true God. We have worshiped all kinds of things. There is an, a, a survey that, that has just come out and says that this, this nation is less in Christianity than it was just a few years ago. Christianity is losing ground and not gaining ground. And that's disturbing news. And I believe that survey, I'm sitting here trying to think, I think it's the uh, American Religion something survey. It's A-R-I-S. And if you look that up on the web, you will find the facts and the figures how we are losing our foothold as Christians here in the United States. And guess what? We're not losing to other uh, religions. There are more nons, what they term as non. In other words, that is is a person that's either uh, has no belief in God or or just is just out there with their own philosophy, and and so an agnostic or an atheist. And so when we look at these things, we can find in our hearts that we need to be about our father's business. We need to change the worry that we have been doing things and start turning the hearts and minds of those back towards God. Well, my brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm going to wind this program down for this week, but I would invite you to tune in again next week and pray for me as I pray for you. Drop me a line, if you will, if you appreciate this program. Visit us on the web at www.smbcmesa.org 
or stop by at 56 South Robson in Mesa, Arizona, and come out on a Wednesday night at 7 p.m. for Bible study. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings, and our worship service is at 11. We would be glad to have you. We also have on Thursday evenings Faith Bible Institute, and we have started another study called Discipleship's Cross on Friday evening. So may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Tune in again next week. Pray for me as I pray for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. God bless. Touching Hearts and Changing Lives radio program is an outreach ministry of Shiloh Missionary Church and is hosted by Reverend Otley W. Holmes, Jr., Senior Pastor. Please join us every Saturday evening at 7 p.m. on KXXT 1010. We're located at 56 South Robson Mesa, Arizona, 85210. It's right on the corner of Robson and First Avenue in downtown Mesa. Service times are Wednesday evening prayer meeting, 5.30 to 7 p.m. and Bible study, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Sunday morning, Sunday school, 9 a.m. Worship service is at 11 a.m. For more information, call 480-844-2687 or email sbchurch1011 at quest.net. Be sure to log on to the website www.smbcmesa.org. This program has been sponsored by the membership of Shiloh Missionary Baptist Church.